Hello, and welcome back to Dungeons & Dragons, Odyssey of the Dragon Lords. So, as you mentioned, obviously we pick it up right after the point at which you've, uh, you've passed out from drinking from the horn. Um, <clears throat> I guess no one really would discover him, would they, until you guys wake up the following morning? Well, they watched me drink from it. Like they yeah. gave me the horn and I drank for him. I guess they just saw me pass out. <laughs> oh, okay. I know, I know, um, probably uh, Pete and um, Greco, Gwendolyn and Aranak would know what's going on. Okay, well, oh. yeah, in that case, then everyone. Whether it's, whether it's the same, whether it's the same, I don't know. We'll pick it up with you guys all watching, beholding as Rohorn, after having drank deep from the, from the horn slumps to the ground unconscious. The floor is yours, boys. I'll pick him up, put him in the lava. <laughs> uh, Charlie, just a little reminder, I thought we were doing wild magic kick off the session. You are correct. You are correct. Whoa. Why got dollars he in? He picked, didn't he? He picked what his role wild pick, magic yeah. was. He, he okay, had yeah. a moment. It was um, the better of the little, two options. What physical features are you going to lose today? I will also take this moment to remind everyone that we discussed that if Rohorn drank from the horn he would be no longer privy to tactical information unless I can somehow get rid of the yeah unless we can uh, I think when I was going to check to see if it was still there when I woke up okay the two choices that he had were mist form and bird song he chose bird pretty sure bird song didn't he yeah. yeah you know the better of the two options can it turn into a bird? A you are, man. Cockadoodle do. <laughs> I just need to research something here. Hmm? He's researching bird calls. Get up a David Attenborough video on uh, YouTube right now. What the fuck? Oh. Wow. He's going to do, he's gonna do so... an exact replica. Almost simultaneous with Rohorn slumping to the ground unconscious, a small little bird just slithers down and lands on his unconscious body, and it starts singing. But it is so loud, it is described at being about 120 uh, decibels loud, which is about the same volume of a motorcycle engine. Um, don't recognize the type of bird that it is. Uh, probably a nature check. And anybody do this to see what bird it is. Yeah. yeah. I'm done. <clears throat> oh, mate, I know exactly what bird this is. Is that a nat 20? That <laughs> is. I mean, I got a 19, but it doesn't beat the 20. It does not beat a 20. Is it a blue tip? Um, no, this is actually a regional bird known as a warbler, uh, named for its distinctive, um, distinctive call of like a warbling noise. Uh, could you do an impression of the noise, please? Sure. So imagine this, but the volume of a motorcycle engine. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the it's the priests from Age of Empires. So it is full is on it, making the ground definite? shake. Oh. It's almost it's it is considered so anything above a hundred decibels, I believe, is harmful to human hearing. Gorfax is just gonna grab that <laughs> shit. Nah, come on, bro. 
Alright, um, you, you watch as Gorfax oh. runs up, make an attack roll for him, please. Okay. Uh, get his shield. Behave yourselves. 18 to hit. Okay. You watch as Gorfax devours the warbling bird, was... which suddenly yeah. stops. Oh, huh? Would I have had a chance to potentially intervene? Yeah, what are you doing? I'm going to slide myself in between the songbird and Gorfax. Okay. Does Gorfax continue to attack? Well, if Orion's going to stand in the way, then no. <laughs> How big's okay. the bird's beak, Charlie? It's about the size of a pigeon. The beak? Mm -hmm. The beak? <laughs> no, the, the <laughs> Jeez, that's the a big bird. bird is about the size of a pigeon. Okay. About um, the size of a pigeon's beak. I will... Um, does it's it just, just continuously uh, song? Singing. Yeah, it just goes just like <laughs> consistently nonstop. Uh, it pauses you, uh... sometimes, and you can tell it's to breathe and With inhale before it continues. With my long loxodon trunk, I'm going to reach out mm -hmm. suck it up, and then with the nose, I'm just going to pinch my trunk down on the beak to stop it from uh, opening. Okay, it stops. Excellent. It can still breathe. Can it? Yeah, it can still breathe. Okay. It's just looking at you expectantly, patiently. I pick Charlie, it up. Mm -hmm. Could I spend an hour trying to create a a head guard, if you will, for said warbler, so I can like have it so its nose clamps shut, so it can't warble, but. In times of need, I can flip the top up so it can project this noise. Yeah, you certainly can. It will require a check with your tools, of course, just to see how how well you can do on this. You're going to weaponize a bird. And also, you'll need the scrap metal um, as well. It wouldn't yeah. be much, though, if you've got it's, any... It's, it's for my artisan's blessing, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if you deem it needs... It's more than 100 gold, I can't do it, but I can just... No, no, it wouldn't be worth more than 100 gold pieces, but you, I believe you need the materials, don't you? Oh, yeah, I need the the yeah, so uh, you need to, iron you need but to I don't need to I don't need to do a tool check I believe I just create it as long as it's not magical unless you require this one to take a magical uh, I see I see it's just uh, it, I, I make it into the shape okay okay uh, you would need about 20 gold pieces worth of metal scouring the room in there, a forge You've you've scoured this place already, mate. There's and yeah, it's a forge, but he's been nothing. forging your armor. So, uh, yeah. I mean, would any metal do? Yeah, any metal, so long as it all equates to twenty gold pieces. Coins even would work for this. What about my rusty chain? I've got ten foot of rusty chain. That needs to be that twenty. That would be worth. worth about five silver pieces. Hmm. I will take. 20 gold okay. and oh, it needs to be 10, 10 silver for each gold yeah that's right 10 silver goes into one uh, gold and I'll take 50 silver okay it's pretty much all, all my treasure and I will create this device for a, for a hat for a bird I'm weaponizing this bird, and I'm going to put okay. it on my shoulder. Uh, so, as you're as you're picking up the bird, I mean, do you announce this to the group, Pete, or do you just walk I'm, away? I'm just going to start working away. And okay, so no one knows what he's doing. Just remember and, that, and just intently um, looking at the bird, 
and okay. try to forge this into the shape. So you all watch as you know, uh, Gwen walks away. Um, you you start hearing. Up the bird um, while Gwen's hammering away, can I try and figure out why this bird won't stop screaming? Um, roll me a nature check. Or no, animal handling. Sorry, animal handling. So you know that for a, a warbler like this, they do have a tendency to warble, but not non-stop and not to this sheer volume. Um, you get the impression that this warbler is acting outside of its typical way of behaving, meaning you would guess one of two things. Either it is injured in some way that has caused it trauma and is making it act strangely or the more likely of the two in your opinion some sort of magic has affected it okay do i have that spell i do not have it <clears throat> bollocks so as um as uh, Gwen is taking some time to um, craft a helm, uh, as Rohorn is unconscious, um, is there anything anyone would like to do, or are you all just content to sort of wait for a while? Uh, I'm going to go and find some dwarves. Okay. Uh, the dwarves are in the room uh, uh, with, um, with Vulcan at the moment. Um, because they've just had a conversation with Gwen, talking about looking after him. <clears throat> um, excuse me. Oh, hello. I, um, I don't suppose you have any spare arrows lying around, do you? Um, no, I think we've got some bolts, but not arrows, I'm afraid. What? They give you like a... No, um, that's not going to cut it, thank you. Oh, well, I mean, we tend to use crossbows as opposed to bows. Yeah, you hold on to those, just in case anyone comes uh, comes around looking for grandfather. Uh, but thanks, I do appreciate no the help. No problem. Pretty sure they sell arrows down in the town. Down in the town? In the city. Where's that? Astoria. <laughs> Uh, no, thank you. I, I've had my fill of that place. Okay. Are, are you sick or something? You seem to keep uh, having a bit of a gag reflex going on. Just, uh, I, it does matter. Uh, feeling okay. a little under the weather. Uh, it's cave sickness. Happens a lot to you elves. Oh. Yeah, I'm used to the trees. So, um, yeah, I'm going to go. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> I'll walk off. <laughs> Alright, you walk off. Uh, anything anyone else is doing? Or are you content to chill for an hour or so? Good to chill. It's later in the day, isn't it now? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm just... Me and Gorfax are just going to be sort of settling down. 
Um, yeah, chilling. Do we just stay here all day, long rest, and then head out in the morning? Yeah, it's or do we go? Do we... It, it is evening now. You guys it's had the intent to um, camp here overnight and then set out in the morning. Yep, we'll do that. Exactly. Um, Rohan was uh, taking the first watch, but unfortunately, he's uh, passed out. Whilst I'm holding this bird, yes. Can I just do a quick check up on Rohan? Sure. Roll medicine. Okay. Um, I'm going to type something to you. Oh, no. <laughs> whispers, people, whispers. Hey, Gwen. Hey. Gwen. Yes. Gwen, you're fitting. I knew that would get your attention. What you making? Don't, don't just go back to making it. You'll see. Ah, fine. What else am I meant to do for the hour? I just sent you a message as well, Trick. I'm going to look for something to do. Is there any training dummies? Um, <clears throat> uh, There's no training dummies, no. Is it something that seems to be magical or physical or spiritual there's no way for you to tell if something is magical outside of maybe a identify or detect magic spell you've seen the physical symptoms which i described to you though okay As for spiritual, I, I don't really know what you mean by that necessarily. <laughs> are, uh, the, are the sins of his past catching up with him? Yeah, have, have he finally gripped him? You do oh, notice, no. though, that as you watch him over the, the, the next few minutes, as you're holding the, the warbling bird gently in your palm, um, it his the, the, the symptoms I described to you do seem to level off somewhat. After the so it's been about ten minutes since he drank from the the horn at this point, um, and at this point it looks like he's stabilizing a little bit. Okay, um, I'm just gonna try what I know medically to bring his fever down. Okay, and then just keep an eye on him until he seems to have stabilized properly. Okay, it's not very long actually. It's another twenty minutes or so, and then it seems like he's fine. It's just very strange. It's as if it was. Something was attacking his body in a way that caused those responses. Um, an hour passes. You, Pete, 
find mm-hmm. yourself with a, uh, a, little, a little helmet. A little bird helmet a with a helmet, quick yeah. release beak open so it can... So, in terms of uh, in terms of the design um, let's say you've gone for a very like medieval design, let's say. So, oh, it looks something like uh, a falconer's cap. Something like this. Gonna be like really ornate and beautiful for a bird. <laughs> so it's it's uh, it's a metal helmet, obviously, and like you like you requested, it's got a little contraption which can be flipped up so it can shut. And then there's a little turning dial on the side which someone can access from, you know, their their hand to the, the side of the bird's head. They can twist it and it will release, allowing it to wobble. You test it a few times. Twist it. Can't make a sound. Twist it again. Makes noise. Oh, then it affix it to the bird's head. Uh, well, you were, you were testing that on the bird. On the course. bird. And then yeah. I'll... Leave the bird it on seems the bird. perfectly fine with it, by the way. It's very I'll stroke, stroke his belly. Oh, you notice I was that the... when it's uh, not able to wobble, it sort of like almost vibrates in your hand. To that point, does the vibration get any worse the longer it's left not to wobble, or is it just like a constant slight vibration? A constant slight vibration. Okay. Well, who wants a pet wobbler? Wobble. I put my hand up. Oh, well then. I grant you the helmet. If you twist this dial, it will start to wobble. And if you then tighten it back up, it will stop it. Just uh, mechanics-wise, it takes an action to adjust the helmet. Yeah, so I had the uh, the warbling warbler for my inventory. You yeah. certainly may. <laughs> um, Beautiful. Um, when Gwen has handed over the warbling warbler to me, mm-hmm. um, I will look at her. Cleric, can you uh, identify? What is uh, ailing this man? I look at him. He um, had quite a uh, high fever and um, did not seem very well at all. But he I will is s- stabilized. I will step down beside him. Mm-hmm. And I will ritually cast Detect Magic. If I don't sense anything from, de- from Detect Magic, I'll then cast Identify. Ritually okay. as well. You cast Detect Magic. Spends about 10 minutes doing this. Nothing detected in that regard. You then go ahead and cast Identify. Is that also Ritual? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you wait a little bit of time here as well. Cast the spell doesn't seem to be under the effects of any magical spell. I will relay this to Orion. But as um, as Trick's passed out on the floor, or Rohorn is, I will whisper in his ear, in Dwarvish, if anything was to ail you, I would not fix it. 
to come with Dafcan. And then I'll step back up and say, should we get oh, some sleep? You'd hear that, yeah. I whispered it in his ear. Do I hear he's that? Standing, he's standing right next to you. Well, you're unconscious, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, but does it subconsciously go in? You sweet. You speak uh, maybe it's like a maybe it's like a very I'm distant wrong. voice in and i'll describe what you're experiencing in a moment trick but if you speak dwarvish then maybe we'll get to that i'm pretty sure he does um, <laughs> um so uh, but yeah you would also hear it's the i'll speak dwarvish ah well then you don't know what he said um while all this is yeah. going on Aranak is going to find a nice little, not secluded, like he's going to be in the same room, but going to find a corner where there's less people. He's going to uh, attempt to go into, uh, attempt to meditate essentially and clear his thoughts. And he's going to have Gorfax recount all that he can remember of their time before. And Aranak is going to try and focus on certain bits of information that Gorfax gives him and try and remember some more. You can spend some time doing that. Um, right. You drank from a horn, and then your vision faded to black. And that is all you see. You find that, you know, you can look around, but you look down at where you'd expect your hands to be, and there's no hands there. You cannot see your body. It, it's strange. You can perceive, but yet there's nothing material about you. And then you hear some echoing words in the darkness, in Dwarven, um, saying what we discussed. Um, and then you wake up. You see, standing over you, is um, on on one side you can see uh, Gwen, and then on the other side um, you can see your new companion, ah. whose name still reads as Nomia when I go to check the quick reference, which is Orion. Right. Ah, thank you, Oraya Gwendolyn, for taking care of me. I always knew you liked me, Gwendolyn. In that cold heart of yours. He'll no go fun. to say something, <laughs> breathe in, and then just look away and walk off. Yeah. And it's at about this point where you guys would start considering, you know, bedding down for the night. I'll whip out the bedroll and uh, find probably one of the like, furthest away corners from the waterfall entrance. Okay. Bed down. Okay. Does anyone go on watch? Yeah, yeah, of course. Is it remember, still well, what sort of plan is it? Because it used to be Alarala and Donnie, but obviously now Donnie's gone. Not on option anymore. So I'll take watch. Yeah, we'll have to do Alarala yeah. before and then us for. Because I think it's weeks. only Alarala that has the four-hour rest now, isn't it? No one else does that. Me so and the, Dale. That's two two-hour slots. Yeah. Okay, so. Alarala, you're first on board. Want second or third, though? I'm guessing... I'll have second. 
I'll go third then. I'm guessing you uh, sort of just go and sit outside near to the waterfall entrance to, to look out. Um, yeah, boy. Throw me a perception check. I'm just looking at the stars. Yum. That's a natural 20, baby. Mm -mm. It tastes so good. <laughs> it is a beautiful night sky. Out here and, you know, a fair distance from Astoria, you can see, you know, between the peaks of the mountain range that lies uh, between the, the Mithril Mines and Astoria, you can see the lights of the city. Um, but these are dwarf by comparison to the lights of the night sky um you can hear the sounds of the the waterfall almost deafening from from where you are so you're not really going to be hearing any potential threats you're more relying on your sight um and as you look out over the expanse the the vast river that trails eastwards um the woodlands flanking either side of that you look down there and you recall all of your encounters with the minotaur tribe that roams this region um Good times. But it is a very peaceful evening for your for your segment of the watch and you don't encounter anything of note nice nice and peaceful well, that's how i like it um before we began our long rest charlie yeah i wanted to ask you if i could well i want to ask you how long do good berries last um good question they last so the yeah. berries uh, remain indefinitely but they don't have the magical properties of good berry 24 hours after you've cast the spell well before I bed down then I will use one of my remaining two first level spell slots to cast good berry mm -hmm. um, and I will put them just sort of uh, well I'll hand them out to everyone and just, uh, this is for your uh, breakfast. I do hope you enjoy them and that they are satisfactory to your needs. Berry for breakfast? Berry for breakfast. Berry for lunch. Berry for dinner. Berry for supper. This is the way. We not get hungry just eating a single berry? Do I look like I hunger? No, you look like you've grown quite tall, actually. How tall is Orion? Because uh, Rohan's like six foot. Oh, he's much bigger. <laughs> Orion is about what, like more than 10 feet tall? Uh, 13 foot, roughly. 12 yeah. foot nine. I pat you on the head with my trunk and I walk <laughs> and go to bed. <laughs> um, I question, should... Whereabouts are you putting the warbling warbler? Um, Can I try and Make it make friends with him so that he'll just chill with me. Roll an animal handling check. Can I offer him a good berry as well? Do you open his helmet? Yeah, I'll open his helmet and I'll like pinch his little beak shut a little bit. <laughs> and then, like, I'll do that with the trunk and I'll hold okay. him in one hand and then I'll offer him a berry with the other. Okay. So, roll me animal handling. Nice. The big twenty-six. So obviously, as soon as you open the the the, the helmet, you immediately hear that the classic. <laughs> but then, as oh. you sort of you know gesture the berry in front of its in front of its beak, it 
pauses, looks at the berry. Then in a flash, it sort of like pecks forwards. Obviously, the berry is quite big compared to the, the beak of this thing. So imagine like... Um, <laughs> basically like uh, a seagull just like downing an entire battered fish in one gulp it just like you know lifts its head back and starts like you know getting it to go down its throat exactly yeah exactly <laughs> like what Dale's doing there um, it's quite a horrifying sight and it sort of like dawns on you this is you know, a lot of nourishment for a creature that small. Overdose. After a few moments, it lets out a deafening burp at the same volume of uh, its uh, its warbling, which sort of causes the entire um, entire camp to shake. <laughs> Beautiful. Some uh, stones from the wall um, of, of the waterfall sort of uh, tumble down a little bit. And clatter on the rocks below. What, um, what, what the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> it seems, though, from what you can tell, you have uh, gained the trust of this warbler. Okay, I will. Um, I'll set him down on the ground next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give him a little pat on the head. That seems to be content with that. And then um, walk over to Orion. Um, where did you get the bird? What? It's, uh, just a bird. By the way, um, it doesn't have any wings, this creature. It's worth mentioning. I didn't specify this at first. Um, I actually have some artwork to show you what this thing looks like. (laughs) I was unconscious when this... I am uh, starting to grow concerned here, Charlie. That in the uh, baby trask. Um, is this normal for a warbler to one be able to essentially unhinge its jaw and guzzle down a goodberry in that manner, and two have no wings? Uh, yeah, yeah. This is this is common. Uh, warblers are flightless birds. Um. And uh, you would know that um, it is certainly capable of, of unhinging its jaw in such a way. Um, its its common diet, actually, is um, uh, basically it likes to eat eggs, and it will eat them in one bite. Is there anything I'm missing about this creature? Like, does this like evolve like a Pokemon or something into like okay. some like fiendish no. aberration? No, nothing like that. Warblers, okay. though, they, they do grow quite big. So this is an adolescent warbler. Um, they can grow to be about the size of... Um, uh, an ostrich? four foot tall. That's beautiful. That's a mount for like... I'm picturing like a cassowary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, hold on. What's my inventory? Is the uh, bird still making noises? Are the creatures still making noises? Uh, no, because uh, it, it ate the berry, but then after that, um, uh, Orion then closed the, uh, the the helmet, so it's no longer making a wobbling noise. 
So I'm uh, I'm gonna rip a bit of my bedroll off. Okay. And create some kind of like warbler-sized bed for him. Okay. And then uh, I'm gonna set it out and gesture for him to hop in. Okay. It hops in. You see it sit down, and in classic warbler style, the way that they they sit is a bit strange. They actually cross their legs. <laughs> they just get more unnerving every new sentence I hear about this creature, and I kind of love it. Yeah. Okay. Um. Close. Well, I'm assuming he closes his eyes. Um. Yeah, he does. Okay. Um, is his helmet still open at this point? <clears throat> no, it's closed. Yeah, I believe you mentioned you, you closed it after you gave it the berry. Okay, yeah. Um, with it being asleep, I'm going to try very, very gently opening his helmet. Okay. You very gently open the helmet. The eyes shoot open. <laughs> I closed the helmet again. I give him a little pat and I go to sleep. Okay. It eventually falls asleep as well. Um, okay, and of course, you finish your watch, Alarala, bringing us on to Aranak. Roll me a perception check, please. Do I remember anything in my little memory exercise? You don't, unfortunately. Try as you might. It's, it's as if something is blocking your memory. You're not sure what or why or the nature of it. Okay. That'll be 16. Okay. So, you have a pretty calm and peaceful evening as well. The, the highlight of your evening is probably when you're pretty sure against the, the reflection of the moon on the, the river that you can see that this waterfall feeds into. Um, you see what looks to be a group of about maybe two dozen roaming centaur, about maybe a mile, two miles down the river, just charging from one side and crossing the river onto the other. And I have Gorfax roll as well. Sure. No. Your facts, as you look over, he's asleep. Okay. I just, I give him a little head, head scratch. Continue my watch. And eventually your watch comes to an end. I'll, uh, I'll scoop him up. Not not to wake him, like you do a sleeping child out of the car or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll uh, I'll walk over to uh, Gwendolyn, sort of nudge her with my foot. Okay. Uh, Gwen, you are nudged awake by oh some tortle toes. Wake up, don the armor, uh, and then go sit outside with shields and hammers in hand. Sure. Roll me a perception check. I would like to cast guidance on myself as well. You may. Perception. Oh, and that's funny. Twenty-five. That's two in two two D twenty rolls, Charlie. It is. You need to nerf me. Simmer down, mate. Um, yeah. So you have a pretty perceptive uh, morning as as the sun begins to rise on the horizon. You're you're you know looking out on the the visible space that you can see. Um, father's eyes in mine. Mm. Um. Yeah. You look out. You perceive all there is to perceive. Um, you notice that um, some rolling storm clouds approaching from the north um, seem to indicate that today is going to be a rainy day, a stormy day. Where are um, they going to, if I was to... Because I've seen the map a few times. 
would I roughly guesstimate where they're headed to? What, the storm? Or you yeah, guys? The storm. It's it's passing in over the entire region. Ah, uh, okay. So today, oh, no. you know, it's, it's going to be a, a stormy day. A wet day. Yeah, not not too bad. It's not like hurricane levels or anything like that. But just dark clouds and yeah, it's just going to be a, a you know a heavy rain day. Hot. Um. Mm. But yeah. Eventually, your watch comes to an end. Unless there's anything you wanted to do specifically on your watch. I don't have the spell prepared, so no. Okay. With that, all of you awaken and. Um, you complete your long rests. I will change my spells. Over. Prepare First thing I want to do: throw the good berry up into the air and catch it in my mouth. Acrobatics check, please. Can I have access to Greco, please. You may. You succeed. You catch the good berry in your mouth and you don't choke on it. <laughs> mm. uh, Thank you, Orion. Give you a thumbs up. I eat my good berry. And then I look over to my warbling warbler. He's still there. He is? He's still asleep. He is awoken. <laughs> He's currently waddling around. You notice it's weird. Like when it wakes up, and again, you, you realize this is a, a tendency of warblers, it's doing leg lunges as stretches. <laughs> right. So when I wake up, I would like to ritual cast the spell, please, Charlie. What would you like to ritual cast, Stephen? It is this fella right here. <clears throat> <laughs> Amazing. All right. You ritually cast after the course of about 20 minutes. You then are pretty sure you're able to communicate with animals. Excellent. I undo. Well, I twist the little helmet. Excuse me, my friend. He stops mid-warble. <laughs> I say, are you speaking to me, good sir? Of course. Who else? Well, it is it's quite odd. I've never come across one who speaks my own tongue. I am a man of many talents. You do not look like any man I have ever met. Well, I suppose I am no man. Ah, well, that makes two of us. True. Now, may I ask, why do you warble so? Oh, it is... That is a very good question. I've been asking myself that recently. Ah, uh, it's almost an instinctual thing. I, I have to do it. I feel good doing it. It feels almost like it, it is my purpose to warble. I'm good at it. I see. Now, since you mentioned that warbling feels good. Yes. This contraption that the dwarf has uh, put your head in. How do you feel about that? I would prefer to warble all day long and deep into the night if I could but I fear I, I cannot oppose such a fearsome foe now 
Do you understand the implications of your warbling? I understand its beauty, like a songbird. That is true. However, the sheer volume of your warble may put you at risk. Thank you. Now, I very much would like to let you go wild and free, warbling to your heart. I've fucking morphed into the warbling voice. (laughs) And warble as your heart sees fit. But I fear you may come to harm. Oh. Well, if that would put a stop to my warbling, that would be quite terrible indeed. I feel like I was put on this world to warble. Now, may I make a suggestion? You may. Could you potentially lower the volume of your warble and only volume, well, only warble at full volume once or twice through the day? Oh, I, I do not know if that's such a thing as possible. I can try. Try now. And it wobbles as loud as it has before. <laughs> Ooh, even at a whisper, it seems quite loud. It's quite strange. I have never wobbled this loud before this day either. I see. Uh, is Gwendolyn awake at this point? Everyone is awake at this point. This bird has woken everyone up if they weren't awake already. Okay, I'm going to look around see until I spot Gwendolyn. Gwen? Yes. Please, uh, may we borrow you for a moment? I will trudge over. Now, are you aware of the spell, the spell magic? I am aware of it. I have used it once before. Would you be ever so kind and cast it on my good friend here? Orion, look. If by the end of today and we come to rest, I have access to that spell slot, I will use it. But I'm not going to use it at the start of the day to stop the warbler from warbling. The helmet is good enough for the moment. One more day is is not going to kill it. And uh, that's where I stand on the matter. I see. What if one of our companions comes uh, in grave danger and I've used that particular source of magic up for the day? I turn away from you to look at the warbler. And then I speak with the warbler. I um, of Gwen. They're just kind of going like, ooh, ooh, back at each other. <laughs> I'm terribly sorry about my uh, companion. Oh, that's quite all right. I have no idea what they said. Oh, well, she is just um, not being very kind, it would seem. Oh, that is a shame. Now, would you be um, against wearing this contraption for another day? I don't feel any particular way about it. I see. When I can warble, I will warble. 
And when this hat prevents me from wobbling, I shall not. I see. Well, I will ensure you get the chance to wobble. Thank you. Now, would you mind? And I gesture to his uh, helmet. Oh, but of course. <laughs> I flick it. Uh, it, uh, it closes. I look back to Gwen. He is a true gentleman. What was that, Orion? I'm stating that our companion is a true gentleman. And I will do him the favor at the end of the day once we've I, traveled. I bow. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so with that, everyone, I assume, packs up their things. Before we leave, uh, can someone just look over my wound again? Please? Okay. My, uh, blood over. Okay. <clears throat> uh, I'll guidance myself. Mm-hmm. I'll ping that out, okay. And then I will roll the medicine check. Amazing. Big non 20. <clears throat> There's two successes. Oh, Ryan, you legend. Yes, yes, thank you. I have many years experience. A great many years. I knew the moment I saw you, you would be a big benefit to the party. Is that a joke about my size? And I sort of squat down, <laughs> tusk to like, snout with you. <laughs> mm, if you want to consider it as a bit of friendly banter. Excellent. I stand up and uh, potter off somewhere. <laughs> All right. Is there anything else anyone else uh, is doing this morning, or are you all just packing up and, and leaving? Let's get out of here. Okay, so you sort of have two choices, really, in terms of how you want to get to the necropolis. So, there is a river, obviously, the river that leads to Astoria continues past Astoria, then winds back around on itself uh, before getting to um, the necropolis itself. Uh, such a journey by boat would probably take two days with one evening stopping off in Astoria. Uh, the alternative choice would be uh, to instead not take the boat um, and uh, to navigate your way through the, the mountains um, that are between you and uh, the necropolis. Uh, this would probably take about a day and a half. So both journeys would require you to camp overnight. Um... Yeah, it's, it's uh, and of course, traveling by foot introduces the additional complexity and risk of getting lost. Whereas you can't really get lost if you travel by boat. Um, so yeah, the choice is yours. Do we have a boat? Yeah, there's a boat down at the docks. Uh, we wrote, we came we... in on a, we found a boat on our way in. Yeah, we found that small rowboat as well. Yeah. Let's say we'll go, go via rowboat. By the boat. Mm. So we'll be stopping in Astoria one more time? 
We're not stopping there, are we? Nope. Either stop on the outside or oh, no. try and sneak in. Because... We'll just plow through it as fast as possible. No <laughs> brakes. Well, there's other ends we can... Can we just stay on the boat? Mm. It's dangerous being on, on the outskirts of town and Gwendolyn get attacked by some centaurs. Must well stop a mile out or something then, and then go past it. If we can find shelter on the way. We'll be fine. The original cave we we stayed in before we made a, um, a venture to the tower um, when it was a storm. Yep. Is that on the river that we'll be yeah, sailing it's past? It's quite closer to us than it is Astoria. Yeah, so it would only take you about half a day to get there. So you, ah, okay. you still have plenty of time left in the day before you press onwards. If you wanted to do that, you could camp there and then press on and you think that maybe you'd then get to the necropolis sort of around nightfall on the second day. Yeah, don't want to do that. Nighttime at a necropolis don't sound like fun. Did you press say on in was... Did you say there was a way to walk? Yeah, so you would instead of instead of going back down the waterfall, you would instead go up and then go over the the mountains. But we could get technically lost. it's shorter distance, but because of the fact that you're scaling and navigating through some mountains, it would take longer to traverse that terrain as it's difficult terrain technically. Yeah. So the boat's probably the safer option. The boat you would say is definitely the safer option. Um, it's just it's a lot more distance, as it were. And it's still a boat. Yeah, it's just did a boat. Hopefully with a lucky favorable wind or It's worth mentioning though, this boat is no longer magical, of course, meaning it is more susceptible to damage. So you're more reliant now on having a a good uh helmsman on your boat, shall we say. I'm the only one that Steven knows how to sail a boat. Me and, yeah. Dale, uh, me and Steven can plus cast guidance on him. I don't believe it's stacked, uh... so just no, but, but I've got something else. Yeah, so if that's your plan, all of you get into the rowboat. Obviously, it's a lot more cramped than your previous magical boat, but it gets the job done. Um, and uh, you you set off. So I would like Dale, if you could make me. Or he rolls. What type of check is this? I know it's like um, a water vehicles check, but what's it based on? Intelligence, is, isn't it? Is, is it intelligence there? I think it's intelligence, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. I would like to cast Enhanceability. Man, man. Enhanceability. We share a we share a spell pool, mate. Pretty much. <laughs> um, yes. and I will give him the fox's cunning. <clears throat> okay. Advantage. So you can Green make the check with advantage, and I believe you have guidance as well, don't you? And I'll cast guidance from me because it's a concentration check for enhanced ability, so it needs my guidance. Breath three. One, uh, there's two. Twenty-three. It's twenty-three. Enhanced ability only lasts for an hour, though. True, but it counts at the point of making the check, so I don't mind. Either way, a 20. So, 23. With 20, 23, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Every little helps. 
<laughs> you do an exceptional job. In fact, when you were initially sort of estimating that you'd be getting to Astoria by nightfall, it's actually only sort of around uh, dusk by the time that uh, the, the boat is traveling along the, the river that's sort of side by side with Astoria. Um, yeah, so you guys can press onwards a little bit if you wish. Yeah, I'll keep, I'll just, I don't, I'm not asking anyone, I'll just keep going. Okay. You press onwards and you get to... It. Well, it's still part of the same check, you're okay. Yeah, oh, okay. I'm, I'm gonna you, you get to about here before the sun has set and it would now be dangerous to continue. Um, How wide is the river? Bank to bank. It's about 30 feet. Not big enough for us all to rest on either. Not that wide. Um, wait, we can't rest on the boat. No, it's tiny. Mm, yeah, you'd be Stephen's large size. Okay, so yeah. I'll, I'll say from I'd say probably this little bend here, past Astoria, from that point to where we are now, I'd have been looking for a decent place to camp for the night, somewhere a little bit open where whoever's doing the the you know the the sort of the watch at night would have decent. Uh, line of sight, that sort of stuff. Sure. There's a sandy sort of corner, sort of turn bend in the in the river, which you sort of can, you know, bank the uh, the, the riverboat on, um, pull it up onto shore. It's it's you know fairly open. You can see quite clearly around you. Um, so yeah, it's it's a pretty good uh, pretty good space to camp. Let's go ahead and do that then. All right. So with that, you do so. You make camp there. Um and yeah, so you'll bail out of the, the boat, I assume. Yeah. And uh, make camp uh make camp for the evening there. Um obviously you don't have to worry about food anymore. That's no longer a concern. You have Mr. Goodberry Man himself, I'm assuming, willing to dedicate a spell slot. Um you're a mute by the way. Morning. Uh, that's why I used the Goodberry last night for this morning. Exactly. I'm assuming you're doing the same today. Oh, I thought that'd just last for the day if they took it in the morning. Yeah, but I'm assuming for tomorrow. Oh, no, because I've not taken the spell slot. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I'll do that in the morning. Alright. So, with that, you guys, you know, get ready for the evening. It has been raining throughout the day, and it is, is still raining. Is there so... any large patches of foliage, or is there like a a cave or some sort of outcropping nearby? Not at this part of the world. Unfortunately, it's quite flat here, so you don't really see any caves. There's the occasional tree, but there's really not much cover from the rain. It's not like it's windy and stormy. It's just constant fat raindrops, basically. Yeah, I'm not feeling that fat raindrops, to be honest. And I don't know if... I, do any of you own a tent? I don't know if you do. Yeah. Are there any signs of druids near here? Uh, you can roll me an investigation check. Go ahead, why don't we uh, pile everyone's backpacks in a corner and then I'll go into my shell and then you just balance the boat overturned on top of my shell and on top of the bags and create a little uh, shelter for you for all. The boat wouldn't really be big enough to shelter everyone, just so you know. It could maybe shelter yourself and two others. Well, I'd be under my shell, so... Yeah, but like obviously you're taking up space. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's a tough one, really. Without a tent, unfortunately, guys, you're sort of subject to the whims of, of the weather. No druids nearby. How far away from Historia? With your investigation, no, there are no druids. In fact, you notice something. As you've been heading westwards from Historia, there's been a marked decrease in the wildlife as you go this, this westerly direction. So, whereas before, you know, there's obviously the occasional squirrel, the occasional rabbit, fox, bird, now it's you know you'll occasionally see like the like a, a small little fish swimming in the river maybe an occasional bug but it's it, it got markedly less and less as you went further west um before we hunker down for the night then mm -hmm. um well one thing while we were sailing would i have had the chance to have allowed the warbling warbler to warble Sure, you could have let him yeah. warble at any point throughout the day. Have, uh, yeah, let him warble a few times through the day. And then... <laughs> I will ritual path speak with animals. <clears throat> okay. Shit. And I will ask the warbling warbler. So I'll undo his thing. And... <laughs> say, um... Would you happen to know why there are fewer animals here hmm that is a good question my fellow good question indeed you see he looks around it would seem this is a bad place to live what leads you to that conclusion no eggs interesting you need eggs to live Although I haven't eaten eggs in a while. Those berries are strange. They taste like yes. eggs. Well, they are very good berries. Now, uh, mm. I believe a dwarf has a deal to uphold. And I look a up what? to Gwen. A dwarf? And What is that? I point at Gwen. Oh. What's a deal? Um, It is... I would say I will do something. And you say that if I do that, then you will do a thing. And then um, both people or both parties um, follow through with the thing they said they'd do. Like a promise? Exactly. Uh... I'll okay. look up to Gwen. Gwen. Yes, Sir Ryan. Now, uh, would you be ever so kind and uh, dispel any potential magic here? Before I do so, I'm going to quickly cast Detect Magic around okay. the bird's area. Okay. Just not even, um, just using a spell slot. Sure. You can see that there is uh, a magical aura about the bird. I will then turn to it Orion. It is evocation magic. I'll turn to Orion and say, this bird is emanating with a lot of magic. I believe but, if I am to cast dispel magic, your friend might disappear. I look back to the warbling warbler. 
He looks at you. My, He's doing some squats at the moment. My good man, do you yes. remember anything before meeting myself and my group? Hmm. No. Now, we may be at an impasse. If the dwarf removes the volume from your wobble to make you safe, you may also disappear from existence. Therefore, no more wobbling. I understood some of those words. Now, would you be willing to not wobble for half an hour and run that way? What's that way? I don't know. Freedom, I suppose. What's freedom? Um, you can go anywhere and do anything, wobble, whatever you like. However you like to wobble. Oh. That's not a bad idea. And then he disappears as Gwen casts Dispel Magic on him. The helmet drops to the ground with a clang. As he fades to dust. As if he's just been Thanos snapped. I, will I don't go feel pick, so good. I'll go pick up my helmet. Stow it in backpack. I walk off. I uh, I place a hand on uh, Gwendolyn's shoulder. You did the right thing. Yeah. Um, I walk off. I pick up the bolt. <laughs> and <laughs> you are just, I, just, um, <laughs> just picks up the bolt. <laughs> I then make a little lean to with it. Okay. And I sleep under there. All right. <laughs> You are shielded from the weather. There would not be anywhere near enough room with you occupying the, the boat as a lean-to. Excellent. Uh, the rest of you, are you find yourself standing. The rain is tipping down. It doesn't seem like there's any indication of it stopping anytime soon. Can I do a quick check around for a place to hide in a cave? There's nothing. You can, you can roll survival, but from what you've seen, this really isn't the kind of area of land which would have a cave. How much does a tent cost, John? 25 gold pieces, I think. Anybody got any spare metal that I could make the frame from and then I can just use... Oh no, two gold pieces. I was completely off. A two-person tent costs two gold pieces. And a single-person tent costs one gold piece. I've got ten silver, so I could make a single-man tent for myself. The frame Doesn't and then... A tent. Yeah, so you could I make, could the, make frame the frame and then I could tent. try and get some foliage or rags or anything. You would struggle to find foliage. There's not many trees here. Are there any large rocks? Is there a sail from the boat? There's... No, this is a, a rowboat. It's just a rowboat. Can we not just get fucking oh, Greco how... to cast spells oh, until a boat... How, <laughs> how, how far <laughs> away from Astoria are we? Um, well, normal pace, you're about maybe a third of a day away. No but it is again. night time now, so it'll be difficult. So we're just sat in the rain for the yeah. night. We're, we're not allowed in the tavern anyway, so... We don't have a choice. Just other taverns. Um, are there any large rocks, Charlie? 
There's like the occasional boulder that you can see just sitting in the ground. Are there any that are like close to each other? And when I say close, I mean within 50 feet of each other. Not nearby, not by the river. You can see there's the mountain range to the south. You could walk for a bit and maybe you'll find something, but it's dark. You can't see at this distance. Yeah. Is everyone all good sleeping in the rain? If not, we can get back on the boat and I can look for somewhere else. I think what we I mean, must. You can always use your shields as uh, shelter for the rain. I think we got enough. I gave my shield oh. to Gwendolyn. Well, you can borrow mine for the night. I like position. I like try and shove my shields into the ground to create some sort of wind barrier, and then sleep behind that. Okay. The shield isn't that big. Remember, yeah. it's <laughs> you plant it into the ground. It it stands there, but obviously oh, you have to embed it a little way for it to not fall over. Yeah, actually, it's about maybe it like waist height at that point. So yeah, if I lie down, I'm not standing up, am I? The shield isn't as big as I think you're thinking it is. It's not a tower shield, remember? Yeah, I know that. Uh, ooh, oh no, I haven't done that cheeky design yet. Where I make it? No, I you haven't yet. See, it would maybe help a little bit, Pete. A little bit. It wouldn't stop the rain, and there's not much wind at the moment. Um, seeing these city folk <laughs> struggling <laughs> to a camp. Um, if I were to wild shape into a creature that can yes. dig, yeah, and I dug a trench which was deep enough and sort of wide enough underneath for us to sit in, and then position the robot on top. Mm -hmm. Would that provide shelter? Yeah. You, you think it, so? As long as, you know, water doesn't travel into the man. hole and we drop. Nah, you, you just need to be careful that you don't, you know, dig it in such a way. And you need to make sure that it's covered enough that you don't have any water leakage. Because then people yeah. might drown in the night. Yeah, so I will wild shape into... What animals can dig that are big? Is there a giant uh, badger in this? Yeah. <laughs> giant badger. Uh, yeah. Like badger in the SRD, yeah. Um, what's what's the CR that you can turn into? Uh, bring it up, you know. Oh, I'm level. I'm fourth level, so uh, fifth half. Level. Oh yeah, fifth. Um, so half. Yeah, so a giant badger would work. Yeah, giant badger. Right. Okay. I so a medium creature with a burrowing speed of ten feet. You can borrow ten feet every six seconds. I turn into a giant badger, and I am gonna instead of just making a like shitty little fucking dig down and put a boat on top, I'll just make a little burrow. Okay. We'll watch sing. as um, Orion <laughs> turns into a giant badger, and then digs over the course of about maybe five minutes, a very spacious and comfortable looking burrow. I'll um when we go to sleep, I'll suck into my shell and uh, I'll attempt to block the hole. Um, with this, can I just sort of grab his shell and pull it inside of them? Just bring the robot down as a door? Yeah, you can do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, you, you do that. You, you have yourselves a very earthy, muddy, but comfortable in terms of there being no rain in here place to place to sleep um 
Okay. So, uh, with that, I think we can take a quick five minute break. Thanks for listening to the Lich Lounge podcast. Make sure you check out our YouTube channel and Spotify for the latest episodes and make sure you check out our Twitter at the Lich Lounge for updates on upcoming content.